sharing racing stories with the people he's met over four decades in racing. For the next half hour, Sean Cosgrove presents Cozzy and Friends. 25 to 10, a big night of Greyhound racing tonight. The Australian Cup of the Meadows. So I thought, why not catch up with 86-year-old legendary Greyhound trainer, Maxie Hammond. How are you, Maxie? No, I'm well, thanks. That's good. So you... what's, this, what's this legend of the game? <laughs> well, you've just about done everything. Yeah, we have 40 years ago. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's still a damn good effort. Oh, well, if you think so, fair enough. But I'm no legend, I can tell you. Now, Maxie, I reckon uh, what race didn't you win is probably the easiest way to put it. Uh, well, I didn't win the Silver Chief. I, I was a bit unlucky there. I had the two best dogs in it, but uh, for various reasons that they they didn't get there. What, through injury or just things didn't work out? Uh, the well, night? a dog called Chadford, who was, I think, probably the, one of the quickest dogs I ever had, he trialled five lengths quicker than Black Doro did on the Wednesday prior to the uh, Silver Chief when Black Doro went on to win the Silver Chief. He was odds on, but he uh, he just didn't put in at all. The owner gave him away. Fair dickum. He gave him away. He took him up with the St. Ledger. I put me good rug on. The dog I won the Melbourne Cup with, I had this special rug. And then he went on Fawn Scout and this dog. And then I allocate on this dog. <laughs> and he gave that away too. He come back, the dog go. He said, I give him away. And about a month later, he broke the track record at Cessnock. Uh, I think it was a Cessnock Guineas or something. Stood for ages. He was a brilliant galloper. But he was very, very iffy. You didn't know when you had him. You mentioned the dog there, and by gee, he was a good uh, galloper allocate. Yeah, well, well, Allocate was a dog. I was lucky to get him. Another bloke had him for Roddy, and he he lived in Dandenong, and he only allowed to have two dogs, and someone dogged him in, and Roddy rang me up. He said, have you got any room there for two dogs? I said, yeah, what's happened? And he told me, and I said, well, I'll have Corker in retreat. They were the other two. <laughs> he said, no, you've got an unnamed one and, and a bitch. Well, the bitch turned out to be Alvaray, who won the... Sandown Distance Championship and would have won the other one, but the dog fought after when she was going to win. So she was a handy bitch, but she wasn't in the same league. I got told Allocate couldn't run past 300 round old Jock Everett's track, but she had a serious leg injury. And, I, and I've got to say, a bloke called Graham Brown, who still checks dogs, he was a friend of mine and we worked on him for, oh, I don't know, six weeks. And then, gosh, once I put him down, I said to Roddy, God, have we got something here? Well, his so, first his first start in the race, he smashed the record at Shepparton, didn't he? Yeah, well, what the amazing part was, Corcoran, the other dog that I would have liked, he broke, he took something like six lengths off the track record at uh, Shepparton. And I went up there a month later, and he took five lengths off, <laughs> off Corcoran's record. <laughs> and I said to Roddy, this dog's a champion I reckon we go straight to Sydney, which is unheard of, a maiden. But you had to remember in those days, staying was all the go, mm. you know. There was 136 dogs in that race. Uh, you had to all stand up the back at Harold Park. They had heaps of rugs. And you ran in lots of four. And that gave you, what, the 32 or whatever. Yep. And then the semi-final and the final. Well, by the time we got to the final, he was seven to four on. And he absolutely bolted in. And then 
And I said to Roddy, well, I'll take him back a fortnight later for the Christmas gift. Well, one would have been a group one and the other a group two, but they were the same dogs. They were the best. And he thrashed them again, you know. He, he was a phenomenal dog. I, another... And he turned him out for a spell, and next thing I know, Roddy sold him. Fair thing. Yeah, he only had about eight starts. There was another pretty handy dog. You had one called Pete's Advice, Maxie. Went all right? Yeah, well, Pete's Advice belonged to my father and sister. And uh, to be honest, Dad rang me up. He said, I've got a dog here you want to take. I said, well, look, it'll have to be good because I'll have to turf out one of Roddy's dogs. And I didn't want to do that. He said, I'm going to trial it at Warrigal. I said, righto. So we get up to Warrigal. It's gone like a rocket to the first turn, pulled up and ran back to the boxes. I said, Dad, I, I, I can't take that. So he gave it to a guy called Ron McDonald, mm-hmm. and, and he did all the groundwork. He did a terrific job. But it got to the semi-final, and I said to Dad, there's something wrong with that dog. He couldn't handle the corner, but he qualified. And he said, well, what do you reckon? I said, well, I know that the chap Maccas gets to check him has got a dog in the race, so he's going to find nothing. So Maccas said... I spoke to him. He said, "Mate, you take the dog." So I had the dog for that week and got his shoulder right, and he bolted the final. And you know, he wouldn't have won otherwise, because the other chap, I won't mention names, but he wouldn't, he wasn't going to find anything. Anyhow, he bolted the final. But that dog's actually owned by my father and my sister, and Ron McDonald did all the groundwork. He went away on a holiday then, and I had him for the next six or eight weeks or something. But the, he was the one that did all the groundwork, and luckily um, I had the right guy to fix his leg up. Um, actually, at 23, you won the Melbourne Cup with Chief Rani, and your dad owned it and shouted the bar after. You were the youngest trainer at the time, at 23, to win a Melbourne Cup at the Greyhounds. Well, now that's a funny thing. I don't know if I still am, but I know this. If I am, I can tell you who the second youngest it's Jason Thompson. Yeah. It's the only thing I got on him every time I see him. I said, how's things? You know, second youngest trainer. Because he, to my name, I've been in him 72 years. He's as good a trainer as anyone I've ever met or had anything to do with. I think he's a tremendous trainer. Now, hang on a minute. You've been in him 72 years. Can we check your teeth and see how old you are? No, mate, coming up 86. But I remember because Dad... Uh, after the war, he had war neurosis. They didn't know what it was then. But his doctor advised him, Teddy, go for walks at night. And someone giving this grey and Taronga tiger, well, it couldn't race me. But it got us interested. <laughs> and I was in it. Uh, neither of us knew anything about it. That's the lucky part. And, and, and he got a couple of pups out the Sporting Globe, and lo and behold, they both won city races. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and from that, he got another dog, and he was in a race at Sandown one day, and he said, what do you think? Because I was just only young, but I was keen as mustard. I said, there's a dog from one thaggy in this. Dad goes real good, so go careful. Anyhow, he picked me up later from the uh, butcher's uh, school at Anglis, out at uh, Royal Park. I said, how'd we go? He said, well, good and bad. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, that thing you said from one thaggy, he's beat us by six lengths. I said, Christ, well, what's good? He said, I bought it. <laughs> he bought it after the, he bought the dog. Just lucky, went in to see Jack McKenna to get the state money, and there's an old Irish guy with him, and he said, Teddy, this guy, would you be interested in buying that dog? You know, and the old man said, oh, yeah, what with? And he said, all I want's a home for with, with children. 
because she's a pet and I'm going back to Diane Island. <laughs> so he said, you know, you can have her for 200 I think it was. <laughs> well, Dad got her. She was a phenomenal grey and quick. And, of course, Dad made it a, uh, to, on the advice of Rod Deacon, uh, to Plunkett's Pride. And, uh, well, I, the three of them, Dad read them and then I trained them and so help me God. I was a leading trainer for the year at Sandown, which is unbelievable because I didn't know what I was doing. We just, you know, <laughs> it's ridiculous now. But he was so fast. But not only was he good, his brother Amazon Chief was the best stayer of the year. He got back on four yards at Sandown, used to like the handicap. Yep. And he was back giving them four yard start. And his other brother, Black Bahama, was you know, a real good city-class dog. You know, that's the three I had, and I won the yeah. the trainer thing. Yeah, pure ass. Well, nah, you only had three dogs, though. You didn't have a kennel full, did you? No, no, never ever had. Roddy's only had six <laughs> was the most we ever had. Roddy, Roddy picked them out pretty good, though, I've got to tell you. Are but you... the night, I'd never met Deacon, but the night that uh, I met him, we landed a huge plunge at uh, Olympic Park. Yeah. Chummy Parks, who was a legend like in those days, and that's what you miss now, the bookies, you know. He, he punted her and it bolted in, and I saw him afterwards, and he just said, do you know Rod Deacon? I said, uh, only by sight. He said, well, he's got a bag of money there for your dad in the uh, cafeteria at Olympic. And, of course, he must have been impressed with this dog that had no form and he's been backed and won. He said, hey, you're for dogs. I said, oh, I always do with an extra dog. And he said, come down tomorrow. And I went down there and pick out one out of that. It was running up and down. I saw all of him was fawn scout. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could run records from 380 to 800 and did. You know, he was a marvellous dog. But he was dicky too, anything fraction of soreness and he turned it up ran last but yeah. he was a colossal dog anyhow that started me with Rod Deacon he's this guy's a genius you know which it wasn't and with Fawn Scout but with Fawn Scout I, I rang him see and I said listen this dog's a champion he said oh yeah you know first go and I said it's in tonight at Geelong Oh, yes, I've seen the field. He said, uh, that, that dog of uh, Ruth Warswald uh, was odds on. And he, he said, I said, Roddy, it hasn't got a chance. He said, oh, well, do you think so? I said, yeah, of course, anything could happen, but barring accidents, I went easy. And I got there now, I never had one cent to put on her. I got my brother with me to handle it, and I'm standing there, I'm in the last race of the night in front of a bloke called Frank Murphy. And his brother come over to me. He said, look, what's doing? You're standing there. I said, well, to tell you the truth, I've got a certainty and I've got nothing to put on it. <laughs> and he said, you, you reckon you'll beat the favourite? I said, it hasn't got a prayer. To make it even better, the three and the four were scratched and I'm sitting on the two. You know what I mean? <laughs> shut the gate job. Anyhow, he come back and he said, listen, Frank, I'll put 200. This is pounds. Yeah. It huge. was seven to two. He said, I'll put 200. He'll put 200 pounds on you. I said, well, there's no one going to back it. The owner doesn't believe me, and he's not coming. No one backed it. <laughs> and, of course, it's bolted in by about eight lengths and smashed the record, which he never got because Horry Kaplan's dog had the record, tree lover. It's impossible to get this record. <laughs> 
But if you remember Bernie Strong, he was a good trainer in those days. And he was a friend of Rod. He said, you know, he broke the track record. Max a civil ass every time I've trialled him. He said, has he? And I said, yeah, I told Roddy. Yeah. And he, he gave me the money, not only the 700, he gave me the 200 as well, and I've never forgotten him, and I never will. That was a lot of that money, Maxie. 900 pound, and I had nothing. <laughs> no, that that was sensational, really was. Hey, I'm gonna, no, I couldn't... I'm going to mention Go another on. dog, Stargood. I think it went about 21 or 28. Stargood? Yeah. Oh, he had a terrific, he was a great dog, so good. He'd hit the front and wouldn't go any further, though. He only won them by narrow margins, but he was just untapped ability, him. Like, he won the um, the national, but the national in those days, you had to win a heat and final here to represent Victoria. Then you had to run a heat and final against all the interstate dogs, and he won the whole lot. He won the whole lot, and there was trouble been getting a start because he'd only won one race at Geelong. Mm. But uh, McKenna knew how good he was and he put him in and he got criticised for putting him in. And he thanked me later. He said, thanks very much, Max. He said, I copped some criticism for putting you in. But he won the whole lot, every one. Heat and final, both tracks, and then the finals. Maxie, you are unbelievable. I cannot believe you're 86. Yeah, no, I'm fit as a fiddle, but I had a stroke and it's left me blind completely on the left side and a bit blurry on the right. And I can't get round the car, and that's a killer. Other yeah. than that, I feel good as gold. Now, if, good I, as gold. if I said to you, uh, you got three dogs to choose from, Amron Boy, She's a Pearl, and Wow, She's Fast, which one would you take? Uh, well, I, I'll be honest, I thought Amron Boy till the other night. He had his chance in the straight, I thought, the other night. She was phenomenal. The other one's got a lead to win. These two don't, you know. Mm. So, no, no. It, like he's beat, she's beat him three times in a row now. Each time, the first two, I thought he was unlucky. But not the other night. In the straight, he got the rails run. She got the outside. She went strong to the line. What a phenomenal... They're all phenomenal dogs, the three of them. Yeah. Hey, Max, when you, you set up a lot of plunges, you had a lot of luck with them, very successful. Well, luck doesn't give it a play when you set them up and win. What was the most amount of dough you pulled out of one? Well, see, I don't bet. No, but the owners, I mean, were they, well, there would have well, been pounds, Roddy, I suppose. Had, I, I honestly don't know. I didn't know. Roddy had a syndicate, and, and they were backing them. Hmm. But the biggest results that I was involved with were dogs other than Roddy's, because they were invariably odds-on favourite, you hmm. know. Uh, a couple of dads, a dad, oh, my God. I seen him in his day get wrapped when he had a ten, ten shillings on a dog at White City and it won. Mm. This is going way back. And I saw the same man a few years later had 560 pounds on a dog. And it's the only time that he ever bet against me. I said, Dad, I don't think the clock, you clocked it wrong, you know, mm. and he had. And it got beaten two lengths. Five, 560 pounds, that's half a house. It would have been then. It was he dirty on He was fearless. <laughs> uh, we did have a bit of luck. Have I got time to talk to you or not? Yeah, of course. Right. We we, and this is a good one, yeah. and it genuinely happened. Uh, a chap, a bookmaker from Wangaratta issued a challenge to anyone in Australia that a racy's dog, Sun Jewel, was its name, at Wangaratta over eight hundred yards. 
And I said, that, 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 that guy, it's 200 quid to enter, winner take all. And I said to Dad, hey, Pete, the dog called Count Casper, what a colossal dog he was. He was the next litter to Chief Rani. Same breeding, but champion star. Anyhow, I said, you can beat that dog, Dad. He said, 200 quid. I said, yeah, no, forget it. And I got a phone call. A friend of that mine and a friend of the guy up at Wangaratta, apparently uh, he said, listen, would, would you think that dog's real good, don't you? I said, oh, shit, yeah. He said, would you be interested in challenging him? I said, oh, not really. Dad hasn't got the 200 quid. He said, no, he's got one challenger. Take a bow, won the Australia Cup. And he said, if you've got to have a third one, he said, he'll pay, he'll pay the 200 and you get a feed when you get there. Because I'm laughing my head off because oh, this is cruel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dad said, we'll be there. We'll be there. Thank the guy very much. So the guy pays the entry and we get up there and we have a feed and I'm talking to him and everything. Anyhow, they start betting on the race and I think we were seven to two. And uh, Dad said to the in-between guy, he said, listen, here's 200 quid. Put on. He said, you want to back the dog? He said, yeah. You're going out seven, 700 to 200, and you've got to understand this is what early 60s big money. And oh, it was like for us, gee. Anyhow, uh, he come back, he said, You wouldn't be interested in any more. And dad said, Well, strangely enough, yeah, here's another 200. Well, we won the race by five lengths, <laughs> and the bloke never spoke to us ever again, and I never saw me mate ever again. <laughs> So that's, that's, a, that's the 1,400 he's won. Oh, and he, I said to Dad, listen, this is perfect. Take a bow will lead. And I, know, I said, he will run straight over, take a bow. And the 800, you know. And I said, the other dog won't catch him because you can't beat this dog when he gets to the front. And that's what happened. Well, so the old man said, we'll enter for uh, Newcastle. So we had his sister, uh, the brother to it, think or Santa Castle, was in the race after. So we've gone up there and they bet five to two him off the number two box. Well, oh, he nearly caught the race before he won by that far. And the old man's won a bundle. Well, my old grandfather, he's going around with his old haversack, not a haversack, what do they call those? But everyone used to have them in the old days, a carry bag yep. going to work. And he's shoveling the money into that. And Dad... I'd said to Dad, we can't win with this other one. The dog on the reds, certainty. You know, he said, well, we won't back him then. So I get in the, walk around with the dog, and the guy with the red come over. He said, are you from Melbourne? I said, yeah. He said, look, if it's any help, this dog can't possibly win. He's dehydrated. I want to scratch him, and they won't let him. I had a look at him. I said, oh, shit, he looks awful. <laughs> How do I contact my father? Next minute, Dad comes over. What's up? What do you mean, what's up? I said, listen, get on. Get on. We'll, we'll win. We won by 12 lengths. And we got, oh, big odds. And it was, everyone knew this old bloke. Who's the old bloke going around with a satchel full of full? <laughs> They're putting the money, getting collected at the back. I'm putting it on straight over onto the front. Anyhow, he's won by 12 lengths, the dog. So then we get out, and the old man said, God, what, what made you think of that? I said, think of what? He said, they called for me. And we always had a, a signal, the old man. If one of the others called for, we head for each other to, to make up a story before it got out, you know. <laughs> so he's come straight to the face. I said, Dad, I never spoke to anyone. He said, they put an announcement. Would you please come to the steward's room? 
because he's come straight for me. I don't know he's called out. He said, that, you know, it was a masterpiece. I said, well, I didn't do anything. Anyhow, that's how it worked. And then they called for us again, and they want to invite us in for a cup of coffee and a cake because <laughs> we come from Melbourne. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's how lucky. And that we come home from that. I had the bag coming home. And the air hostess said, uh, do you want me to put the bag up top? I said, oh, no, it's all right, it's all right, thanks. I'll just keep. And when we got home, we tipped the money on one of the rooms and it covered the whole room. And Dad said to me, brother, uh, my brother, yeah, the youngest one, he said, he said, you can have this, you can find a green one. And he went through and he said, I can't find any. <laughs> there was no green ones there. Oh, geez. I don't know, he, he, he didn't. But it was thousands. It was thousands he won that day. It well, was so much so, the stewards, after we had a drink with them, that the head steward called us over. He said, now, listen, everyone knows you've won a bundle. You know, and we're sitting target. All we have was Pop's old Jeep and a little trailer that he, he'd made up for us. And he said, we will have the dogs ready at the back gate. You bring your car around and leave it there in the race after this. Mid-race, mid-race, head for the thing. And the stewards had the dogs, rugs, everything ready for us. And the, and the fellow said, just keep driving, mate. Don't stop. And, and that was the episode at Newcastle. Oh, Max, it's just been an absolute delight having a chat with you. And No, no, it's terrific that someone even can remember me. I catch got me, Pete. There he is, Maxie Hammond. What an absolute legend, 86 years old. I reckon... Georgie Fruits, is Eric not getting back when he turns 100, George? 